Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Welcome to Grit and Gravitas podcast. Annie Carnathan, here we are back in the studio again. It's a gorgeous day outside. We have a phenomenal guest, and it's my first time meeting her. I did my research, Kelly Parker. Uh, welcome to the studio. Thank you. And you are VP of Marketing for Fitness Holdings, aka Crunch Fitness. So I think we're going to get a little fitness exercise. Health vibe. Is that true? Shane Marcus for 40 crunch fitness centers. That's a lot, but I imagine you love doing that. I do. I love sports. <laughs> I love fitness in general, so I'm pretty excited about so this staying is in fun. space. Um, it's almost, uh, we're at the end of the month, Women's History Month, so it's kind of uh, fun that we're uh, recording today and we're going to have a total female vibe going on. Uh, we are going to have male guests, and we talked about this a little before we went on air. We just have, we, um, there's so many uh, fascinating, influential, inspirational women. We, we haven't run out of our list to get to the men, but we, we do have love barely men. barely scratched the surface. <laughs> we barely. do love men, so yes. no, no slight on the men. Oh, yes, life. big fans. Yes. Yes. So, welcome. Thank you. And there is, this is not a little known tidbit. But you are a tennis phenom. <laughs> so I want to hear, I did, I confess to Kelly that I'm not going to ask too many tennis questions because it won't sound like I know what I'm talking about. So I will um, defer to you, Annie, to, to uh, dig deeper into the tennis backstory and hear some about uh, your competition and some of your uh, just mindset, like how, the, what, what prepares you to compete compete at the level that you did or even still do yeah um well I played tennis all the way my my dad is still a tennis coach to this day so you know he was always did you my start coach. at eight did I read I did yeah <laughs> and um you know it, it's shaped a lot about how I think about things and kind of how I approach things it's an individual sport so you're out there by yourself right. and you're kind of learning how to solve your own problems um so I think that really helped you know, shape how I, I approached different tasks in different situations all the way through. I was actually ranked number one in the country in every age division growing That's up. That's amazing. And then played on the national team and then went to college and it got me a full ride to Duke. So I was just going to say, was that a tennis scholarship then? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I, I was number one in the country in college and, wow. then, and then went pro. So um, it was definitely a, a big part of my life and how it kind of Got Did you know that stones. when you were little? Like, was that a dream of yours? No. I just really <laughs> like to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's a business. We're going to start right off with a business vitamin, you know. Is it? Is it? Uh, I really like to win. I do too. Like, yeah. Is it liking to win or hating to lose? You know, that's a good question. And I think the answer is I really hate to lose. And you like to win, but you really hate to lose. And 
it, it propelled me to practice more. Hey, if I practice more, I, I, I win more. And <laughs> lose less. I lose less. <laughs> and if I, you know, play these tournaments and do this process and, you know, get more knowledgeable, I win more. I lose less. And, you know, I think that mentality actually has stayed with me a lot for sure. Well, that probably helped you in business too. You know, in, in yeah. marketing, I know you do digital media as well, but, um, you know, wanting to stay current, wanting to be the best, you know, pitching yourself to your clients now in your own leadership role, wanting to be, lead the best fitness, you know, organization that you can. Lead. Yeah. Well, we have goals each month, um, you know, focused on new member units or, um, membership retention and, you know, my bosses are pretty funny because I, I do not like to lose. I want to hit that number <laughs> and I get a little irritated if they, you know, don't meet the number. Don't meet don't the meet number. Quota, I'm like, yeah. come on guys, you know, this is, this is what we got to do. So, um, it's, it's, you know, fun to kind of hit those goals. So would you say when you looked at what's next after this tremendous commitment to be a world-class yeah. athlete, Mm-hmm. It's practicing when you don't feel like practicing. It's getting up when you want to sleep. Wait, do you practice seven days a week? No, it was six days a week. You get Sunday off. <laughs> you, you know, it's not eating a bag of Doritos when you just would like yeah. to sit there and eat a bag of Doritos. Yeah. Um, there's a lot was... of discipline in that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's really the word that I think pivots into business and having that same mindset. So when you thought of what's next, did you, what did you think about in terms of a career? You know, I had a really hard setback when I stopped playing tennis mentally, emotionally. It was a really difficult time to not be a tennis player. You know, that's how I identified myself. You mean personally, myself. like your own personal, what's my purpose? Well, identity? Now, yeah, you know, going through an identity crisis. Yeah. And, you know, I, I truly believed that because I when to Duke, I should have this salary and this type right, of job right. and I should be this. And, um, you know, you get kicked around a little bit cause you got to start over. Like you have to start what you're so doing. So that's, we talk a lot over. about emotional resilience. That's a lot of, you have to learn to be resilient in those yeah, situations. And, and in tennis, that's what you have to be. But right. you know, I had to learn something new. I had to learn a new skill. So I was actually teaching tennis at the time and I had to, I wanted to start my own class for eight and under kids because Mm. that was something that not everybody was doing so I could get some new clients. And so I started a blog. Oh, great. So I, I created a blog, created a website for it. And, and I had done all this research on like, okay, these are the best drills for five-year-olds. And of course I went out there and they did not work at all. So I just <laughs> blogged about my experience. Like, you know, Johnny was supposed to toss so the ball and catch the ball. The... And Johnny threw the ball like, you know, Annie's face instead. And, <laughs> you know, and so you were totally transparent. So I was just totally yeah. transparent. Like, you know, these are little kids out. are not doing, like you know, and like yeah. And my mom told me at one point, I, she was a teacher and I said, what is the trick here? You got to teach me. I'm teachable. You got to, <laughs> you got to help me out. Like, what is the thing here? And she's like, candy, you have to have candy in your pocket at all <gasps> times. It's like training a dog. Yes. Right and up. I was like, genius. 
Um, <laughs> Eureka. So I, I started that blog. I started kind of toying around with social media. And that's how I got into it. Because I, awesome. I got to make mistakes and learn Your on my own. own personal and I, experience. I just yeah. learned a ton because I was in control of it and could, you know, do everything. And that's, I, I got kind of a couple freelance jobs out of that. Yeah. And then they were like, do whatever you want to try to get us more. And they got more business. And, you know, it kind of was like your own personal learning platform right. of... You're experimenting I and think then applying webinars it. will work for you. Let's yeah. try it out. I've never done one. Um, so, you know, funny story. One time we were doing a webinar. I'd never done one before. And I'm, you know, <laughs> have this person on this camera. And we had this great idea to put the logo in the back but the logo's backwards, <laughs> you know, and yes, you don't yes. think about it right? until you see it and then you learn, okay, yeah. well, we can't put a backwards logo on yeah. the, the wall because this is a business. So, you know, it's just, there was a lot of learning experiences and that's how I kind of ended up with, with Crunch. I had a friend who connected me and I had never run ads before and I said, I think this will really help you. Facebook ads were, you know, big, yeah. really coming into um, fruition. And I took an online course. I learned absolutely as much as I could for about a month. <laughs> and then I pitched them. And I said, you should do Facebook ads and I'll do them for you. Wow. Give me, give me a free month. Give me a month where I just do them for you and I won't charge you. And then they hired me. So That's awesome. Um, you know, you kind of have your own learning platform. They test drove Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and her services. Uh, yeah. And and I think what I hear in that and, and Ann and I talk a lot about that in terms of social media is your authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times the scenarios you're seeing on social media are not authentic. Not authentic. Yeah. And life is messy. Yeah. <laughs> life is a hundred percent and you had a major setback, right? So you ladder up you're one of the best tennis players in the world. That's yeah. a world-class athlete. Because if anybody ever doesn't think that, do that. You know, try to swim up and back a lap. <laughs> you know, in a pool. Like, people have no idea what that requires. Not just to to get to a certain point, but to maintain it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, when I look out and you're, you're, you're doing that discipline and you ladder up and then all of a sudden you're just... You're not kicked down a couple of rungs. You're off the ladder. Yeah. And you're looking up flat on your back going, what just happened? Yeah. And right. talk about a pivot. And I don't care if it's a career, if it's if it's a, a, a innovation, if it's an evolution, if it's a new job. That was a huge one. Yeah. Well, I think there's always maybe opportunities where you don't see them. So keeping an open mind of you can get smacked down and there's maybe an open door down on the floor yeah. <laughs> that, you keep, that you'll find, you know, or, you know, keep learning and then you'll find an open door, but find something. And... I love that you didn't wait till you had a degree in digital media to start your journey. Oh, I never got a degree in digital media. Yeah. I, I'm a sociology major. Well, that might be more important nowadays, <laughs> just understanding people. Yeah. Um, maybe. But the fact that you did your own research and then went out and pitched yourself, which is what entrepreneurs have to do. Like, if we don't believe in ourselves, no one's going to pay yeah, for Yeah, it does our remind service. me of your story. Yeah. It's a it's a, a similar, but lots of times I I have observed this more in women than men. Uh, we wait till we know everything about something, a subject or a program or a board we're going to sit on. 
And then we say, you know, let's do this instead of, you know, the rest of the people are, are three matches ahead of us because we're just waiting to be perfect. But I love that, which this is a business item to all the younger ladies listening, like do your research and then, you know, start the race. Don't, don't wait until you're 10 years down the road and say, you know, now I've got my master's and I've, right. you know, Put have several certifications. There's no better teacher than learning, you know, as you go and digital media that's changing as we're speaking during this podcast. So there's, you know, right. some new TikTok has decided on something else now while we're sitting here, but I love the learn by doing, which is what we've done with grit and gravitas <laughs> we did not take uh, podcasting 101 um, we're not broadcasters no you know it's just sort of how do we help women and you can talk about it or you can actually do it yeah and so and it begins you with did it. healthy curiosity of understanding so for you this this new world of digital media is changing everything that we're selling everything you know if you're in business it it affects you so I love that you just immerse yourself in that, like us with podcasting and, and our business work too. It's just uh, not being afraid to dive in the deep end. And maybe some of that you learned uh, through your tennis competitions. You know, you said it's an individual sport. Well, somebody of the two of you is losing. So you, right. <laughs> you, you have to, it's like all my boys were wrestlers and it's almost identical. It is. Someone's coming off that mat, you know, when everyone in the uh, gymnasium or uh, on the court is watching two people. Yeah. And so, you know, it's how, it's the lessons you learn there. Did you, did you make a bad takedown? Did you make a bad, you know, serve or whatever, making you stronger and giving you that kind of self-confidence that I'm, I'm getting right back up there and doing it again the next day. Well, I mean, winners get used to winning and losers kind of get used to losing, I think. So Ugh. you got to have a lot of, you know, you get some wins and then you get right. confidence and you kind of get used to that feeling and you know how far to push yourself and, you know, maybe what's out of your comfort zone and where you can go. And I think that's where the discipline comes in where you can, you know, anybody can really they know their boundaries or know how far they can go. You've built a lot of confidence in yourself and what you're capable of. I think that's one of the core aspects of success is discipline Mm -hmm. and, and look at whatever it is, uh, whether it's a work ethic, whether it's a cut corner, whether it's, "Eh, I don't really feel like that today. Uh, there's just a relentlessness to people who do not want to lose. And if, if you're an athlete, and certainly I was in a high functioning one, um, sales, no one will ever tell me wasn't a way to win and lose, especially mm-hmm. when that's how you're deriving your income. Right. And really successful salespeople, Kelly, fail way, 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 way more then they ever succeed. Right. But no one sees that. Right. Right. No one sees the relentless failure that absolutely has to be embraced. And if you don't look at it for what I learned out of it, I'm either going to repeat that and then I'm not going to be successful in sales, which is just my career. And so when I look at the discipline of an athlete, we hire so many athletes because guess what? They perform. Yeah. They don't really have a lot of excuses. It might not be right. And again, I think the authenticity of you saying, here's where 
here are some of the mistakes I made. Mm -hmm. Here's what I didn't know, which at that point was everything. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And whether it's your mom or whether it's your friend or an advocate, you know, in, in today's world, like my spouse is as supportive and important to anything I do as anyone. Right. And so I think we tend to look out and say, I'm never going to get there. I'm, I'm losing too much. And what is the inner fortitude you had, not just to be an athlete, but to pivot and take those essential successful traits into business? I think at the end of the day, I look at it and have a goal and the goal doesn't have to be, um, I'm a very goal driven person, but the goal doesn't have to be a win or lose goal. It could be, this is the life that I want to live. I want to have a family. I want to go to my kids' soccer games. I want to, uh, work and have a successful role, but what does that mean to me? And these are my goals. And it kind of adjusts where you put your energy and your time Mm -hmm. and how you look at your balance and, you know, okay, this is the goal. I want to be able to get my daughter off the bus at 2.30. How do I do that? (laughs) You know, how do I structure my... what kind of a job do I have to have that will allow me to do that? Right. Maybe you don't need to be a CEO of a company Mm -hmm. or maybe that is your goal but you're going to adjust your, your life according mm-hmm. to that. So I think in anything, having the goal allows you to create a process and the discipline to get there. Right. But you kind of need to know what you want first in my, in my life. Right. Once I figured out what I wanted, I let go of the things that were holding me back. You know, when I was in, when I left college, I only went two years and I had the best time (laughs) and I had to leave to play pro because that was my time to play right and I lost every match I played when I first went out I didn't actually but it felt like I lost to every Asian person that played tennis just the quality of person you're playing against yeah well yeah everybody's everybody's playing for their life yeah you know they're playing for their livelihood and I mean, I, I, I felt like I lost every single match and I went back to school for a visit and it wasn't fun. I didn't have a good time when I went back. And from there, I, I made the quarters or semifinals of every tournament I played after that. Oh, wow. I started winning because I let go of it. Yeah. You know, I let go of that life and I accepted the fact that that wasn't my life anymore and could move on and I think the same thing happened when I quit tennis I finally let go of it and focused on my future and my my new passion or goals so I love that example and I think that has a business application too so when you um and when you said winners get used to winning and losers get used to losing what advice would you have for younger people that might be uh you know recent college grads or you know, coming out of a technical school or even high school and wanting to start a business. Any advice on the mindset that you're bringing to your work day? Like what, how does that, because I, I, I feel strongly it does affect, you know, our success and even the goals that we're setting. Yeah, I think knowledge is power in any situation. So go into your work setting, trying to get better at what you do and you'll start having wins. Right. You know, you're, you'll, you'll have wins at your work or whatever it is. You'll have wins 
um, and progress. And, you know, being open and honest with people is, I think, the biggest win that I take to business is when I have good relationships with people, good things seem to happen. Right. You know, because you're open and honest, you're playing the game, you know, not the game, but you're having good relationships with people. And people like people, the interaction, Mm -hmm. the human engagement, and when they trust you and when you work hard and ethically, you know, you can evolve that relationship and it might be an open door later on in your life. Yeah. And I think that's contagious. You know, when you, you can see, uh, when you start to increase your wins and that, that could be anything, you know, Mm -hmm. it could be a new client, it could be uh, a new campaign we started or X amount of likes, you know, on a post that we have that you start to get re-energized every time those stack up and you do get used to winning and you, you know, see things in a different light. Maybe you make decisions differently, but that's contagious to your team and the people around you and even potential clients. Like, of course I want to work with Annie, you know, her team is always, I, I read about them all the time or I see them online all the time. They're doing fabulous stuff. Right, so right. I think there's a contagion factor in there. Absolutely. There's momentum, right? Kelly? Yeah. 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 And so to, to surround yourself with like people and I think women sort of have a tendency to want everyone to like them. And that's not, <laughs> wait, is this where we raise our hand? Or is not? It, is it, it, well, it's not a realistic goal. And right. You're just, very good with that, though. I I tried a, a long time over the years. And remember, it's very difficult to successfully partner with someone who doesn't have a majority of like characteristics, of like philosophies, of people you develop a rapport with, right. which leads to trust, which leads to chemistry, which leads mm-hmm. to the foundation, <clears throat> because relationships have conflict. And I think if people are true to that and true to working through that, and I just think sometimes women stay in negative situations because they don't have the confidence or the ability to move away from it, you know, even if they're not voicing that. Yeah. So to your younger self, Kelly, when you did make that pivot, was there something you look back on and say, if I knew then what I know now, was there something that just didn't pivot as smoothly as discipline and, and competition and not wanting to lose and all that inner fire that drives you? You know, I, I think that um, I, I just fell down really hard. And I think with tennis you or in, in life, you... you you get the opportunity to get back up and, you know, emotionally and mentally, you know, I felt pretty hard. It was really difficult for me to not be Kelly McCain, the tennis player. Yeah. I was now Kelly Parker, the wife and nothing else. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, you know, you had to, you, you, you have an opportunity to get up. And I think, you know, if I was talking to my younger self, I would tell myself it's okay to get up sooner. <laughs> you know, it's okay to just well, and that's stand a good back up. point. Um, you brush yourself get off up. And... Don't wait for someone to tell you to get up. You know, yeah. just I think just the sooner the better is, is get up and look straight ahead. Don't look back. Yeah, and it's an opportunity to get up, and there's a new door. And you know, I was still coaching. I was still in tennis after I had stopped playing, and um, 
that was a terrible decision and looking back, but, <laughs> but, you know, I didn't know that. So, right. you know, I was still doing what I knew and, um, you know, but I, that was how I got up. So when you leave Duke after two years, do you think there, there wasn't <clears throat> a single mindness? And of course now everyone that you're playing in the pro tour is elite, right? It levels up everyone, right? They all made the sort of sacrifices of discipline, have the talent to get there. It's just very difficult to even get there. And so do you think in your brain you're like, well, there's a plan B. I'll go back to Duke. I liked Duke. I sort of like, ooh, I miss it anyway, right? Is is there any of that creeping in? Because then when you go back and you're like, ooh, can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. This doesn't feel the same. Because literally you've moved on. Right. Right? Yeah. So you're not the same coming back and they're not the same as you come back. So do you think that sort of like this doesn't have to work? I can go back to Duke? Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I picked Duke anyways. I mean, if you're wanting to become a professional tennis player, you don't go to an elite school, you know, like that's, you don't need to go to Duke University like I could have gone to Florida which would have been a lot easier academically (laughs) but I chose Duke because I knew you know tennis doesn't last forever and that degree is worth a lot more than any other degree that I was going to get and you know as my mom said if somebody offers you a free ride to Duke you say yes (laughs) (laughs) emphatically where do I sign yeah yeah Yeah, for sure because Anne's one of Anne's son Ben is is a musician uh, in Nashville, and I'll never forget, you know, you or Corey or someone asked him about a plan B, and he said, "There's no plan no B." No plan B. Yeah. And I, I'm all in, and none none of the things you talked about, Kelly, were fatal. Yeah. Whether it's a flaw, whether it's a mistake, you know, it's it's crawl, walk, run, in anything, goal oriented related it has to be the infrastructure i have to have a plan to get there right right and so impulsive spontaneous but very methodical right that's Mm -hmm. how i'm going to get there and i think when you realized okay there's no plan b it's not duke anymore then i don't know if that was part of how the mentality yeah it certainly was when i started when i finally started doing better on the tour you know i i definitely let go of that piece of it um you know I couldn't go back to playing on the team I my friends were different I was different um you know that wasn't something I could go back to so I think once that realization came and um you know at the time I I think my brother gave me some advice and he's like you know you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet you know and (laughs) can't bring them home from the store and not break them yep so you know and that was a really good piece of advice okay I broke all the eggs (laughs) so you know now I can make my omelet because I'm ready burned a couple omelets now I gotta try again yep so was your family that real big infrastructure for you yeah, my um, my dad was my coach. Um, we have a really good relationship. Um, and my brother played at University of Michigan. He still coaches. So tennis oh, is so a big... So it's a family. Yeah, tennis is a big, big piece of it. Um, and I, I think that it just um, was something that we all relate to and, and did as a good. family. 
have in common. So how did you then tell us about the journey to Fitness Holdings, a.k.a. Crunch Fitness? Yeah, so when I was in Florida training, um, I met this this guy who had sold his company and he was retired and he was like in his 30s and he was playing tennis all day. And he would and he ended up taking lessons with my dad and I would hit with him from now and then. And <laughs> when I was doing all this blogging and stuff, I posted on my Facebook page, I am doing social media. If anybody, you know, I put myself out there. And he Good. called me and he's like, I am a CEO of this company. Um, and we, we run these, these gyms called Crunch Fitness. And I had never heard of Crunch Fitness. Yeah. And what's the website? He's like, crunch.com. <laughs> and, you know, and, okay, well, I'll put some ideas together for you. And that's how it started. I just was a consultant on their organic social media. Wow. And that's when I, you know, started that research on the ad side. And um, so that was six and a half years ago. Wow. She could do an entire podcast on the crisis in health clubs when... Oh. You know, it's funny is I started full time for this company in September of 2020. Oh, wow. And now we have a minute. (laughs) And we're just like, are you kidding me? Because that obviously put a ton of gyms out of business. Oh, it was a totally different... Crisis, right? Crazy... Time. I mean, I started, and they bought a a club at auction, and he's like, "This is gonna be fun." <laughs> and I'm like, "I have no idea what I'm getting into." And they buy this club, and you know, the members thought it was gone because it was an auction. Oh so yeah. So they thought they're just selling their equipment. No, they sold the club to us. You're our member now. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and during the pandemic. I mean, we opened two clubs, one in Roosevelt in Philadelphia where they were still having riots. Yeah. They, uh. Gyms were not allowed to be opened yet, and we were opening a club the day they allowed clubs wow. to open, gyms to even wow. open. And, you know, try to market that. I'm sorry, you can't come until probably, January 4th, you, but we're going to open that day. <laughs> did you get the press out? They probably were wanted to cover this this gym that's, Why that's the counter trend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll tell you now. I'm like, uh, I'm a dog with a bone. I want to hear all about this. We're out of time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Talk about resilience, right? But that's kind of that's a yeah. great story of starting. So we need we need to have Kelly back to hear why you would <laughs> open a gym. Yeah, in the middle of a because global pandemic. my bosses said so. We, are, we signed a lease. Because you like to win. Yeah. We yeah. signed a lease Winning. and we are building. And guess what? We're opening. So we have to open. <laughs> so here we go. Chop, chop. So get quick to it. fitness trip, fitness tip to any listeners. Like what are what are your top three ideas to, to um, encourage us to put our screens down and and take command of exercise or movement? I would say, one, move your body. So, yep. you know, move. Couldn't agree okay. more. Get out. Move your body. Move your body. Find something you enjoy to do. Okay. So, so it could can, be hiking. So you could, could be... literally walk. Yeah. Not, walk around your room. <laughs> it yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, and fitness-related, have a goal. I mean, I honestly... Well, that's good. Have have something you want to yeah. achieve. It's easier to get there. 
So either I want to attend two classes this month or I want to learn a yeah. new, you Or know. I want to fit into my skinny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Kelly, we need our body. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. essential. Whatever you, you know, motivates you. Like it could be somebody wants to learn the sport of tennis. Maybe they'll, maybe that's a goal to, that's, to learn. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I played tennis in high school Good. because oh. I didn't want to play field hockey. Wait, I didn't know that. Because you could only use one half of the stick. I didn't understand the game. And the first time I tried it, People kept whacking me in the legs. And I'm like, oh, no, no. I was a good hand-eye coordination and loved it. Yeah, so. Good. Well, I played uh, basketball when I was younger. and oh, um played that. Well, I it's it's contact sport. And <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I started tennis, because there's 72 feet between <laughs> the other person. Like, you're... You're hitting me, and yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> Plus, I didn't like the honor system in high school where people are calling their own lines and stuff. And you know, I get, you need the ball kids and the umpires. Impartial. <laughs> Fight with somebody in the chair. Yeah, I argue with that. Well, thank you, Kelly Parker, for you were delightful. Us. Did yes. See how fast that went. Thank you. From yeah. North Carolina, yeah. you came north up up here to PA. Um, I learned a lot of things. I think. Uh, one thing, all of our listeners, you know, get back up. Don't, you know, set your goals. Um, we don't love losing, so that's good. Keep your keep your focus on winning. Surround yourself with people that can help you win. And uh, there is life after, you know, a professional as after an elite athlete. When you're when that career is done, there's there's, uh, there's always a lot another more opportunity. Ahead. That's right. And the only guaranteed outcome is quitting. Right. And that's not. That's and we are not quitters. Not acceptable. <laughs> no, in any. And and there are pivots, right? I mean, there are, but you're still moving forward. You're still uh, fighting the good fight. Yeah. To try well, you're to never find stuck that. in where you are. You can always change and edit. Right. And um, if, you know, if you don't like your situation, you can change it. Yes. See, there's another business vitamin. Like I said there'll be Maltese. Don't talk about it. Change it. If you don't like, you know, what's going on in your life or in your career at this at this point in time change it we are extraordinarily grateful to you yes, and your market are. visit to oh, take the you. time to come in here and yes. talk with it. us thank you people need to hear these stories um of just perseverance resilience and when i look at you it's just sheer discipline yep and a will to just keep pivoting with those inner sort of fires burning in you and oh, i just have you. such admiration for that so, Annie Carlin, Grit and Gravitas, uh, we ask all our listeners and viewers, uh, comment, share this link with your friends, follow us. We have crested 50 episodes, which is pretty cool in the podcast world. Um, and again, we're learning as we go, but stay tuned for even uh, more surprise guests from in-state and out-of-state. Very good. Have a high gear day. Thank you. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.